Hello, everybody, and welcome back again to Just Cleaning Podcast. I am Natalie Lewis, your host, author, speaker, and breakthrough coach, and I am here every week to help you pick up your crown and help you become the queen that God has called you to be. I have been having some amazing special guests, and I have another person, amazing person today on the podcast who we're just going to talk, talk about what she does, talk about her life, and we're just really just going to have this great conversation. As y'all, if you've been listening to the previous podcast, there have been some amazing conversations happening, so just tune in and I'm just going to go ahead and and read her bio. So today I have Natalie Warren and how are you doing? Thanks for being on the show today. I am doing great, Natalie. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for us to have some conversation. Yes, yes. So I'm just going to read your bio here. So Natalie Warren supports ambitious women leaders, create a mindset built for success, activate their inner power and abilities to become unstoppable unstoppable change agents. I love that. So Natalie, which is so awesome to say Natalie, because all Natalies are awesome to me. (laughs) We are a different type of people. Every time I meet somebody that's a Natalie, I'm like, oh, she cool because her name is Natalie. And it always ends up being true, which is crazy. So let's get into it. So tell people a little bit more about you. I'm going to ask you just a few questions just so people can, you know, know more about you and more about um, what you do. So what is your favorite color? Oh, so Natalie, I will tell you, I don't really have a lot of favorites, mm-hmm. but if I have to choose one for us, um, I will say that purple, purple is one of my colors. Yes. That yeah, you know, that's my color. I have purple everything <laughs> <laughs> because it's still color of royalty. So I love it. And I just love the purple, the color itself. So what um what are some things you like to do in your spare time? You know, when you're not motivating, inspiring, and helping people be change agents, what are some things that you do for your own type of self-care? Um, so self-care, what I love, what I love to do is nothing and have silence. Um I am a mom of three, so I actually have three young people, little people as I call them, Natalie, and I run two businesses. And so what I love to do for self-care is silence. And that's not always been the way it's, that hasn't always been the way I have enjoyed myself. Yeah. But I value that time so much. Right now I'm suffering because I don't get as much of it. But <laughs> I absolutely love, love um, silence. That is awesome because sometimes, you know, for a lot of people, they can't handle that, right? They don't know how to be still. They don't know how to just sit in the moment and just, just be. Um, And even with me, sometimes I find myself busy body and I'm like, girl, sit down, like sit down, go in your room and just close the door and have that moment. But you're right with all this stuff going on. It's kind of hard to have that moment now, which is, you know, we'll get past it. We'll get through it. Um, so as far as what you do, when you say, you know, creating change agents, how are you helping, you know, what was your journey to becoming one? And, and, and what were some things, what made you get started? Absolutely. I have always had a heart for wanting to grow as a person. So I would say it started for me working on my own self. I love personal development. I breathe it. Um, And then I started to obviously go into my profession. I'm a therapist as well. So I'm a psychotherapist and started private practice doing that 12 years ago. So that was kind of my start into doing that. And I really have a passion and a gift to actually see people's potential. Um, Something that I didn't know was a gift 
prior, but now I've realized everybody doesn't see that. Everybody doesn't do that. Yes. So being able to see people where they are and where they want to be or where they could potentially be has been a part of me just starting that process and growing in that. People will tell you, Natalie, that this is the person I was when I was in middle school. I was doing this type of work uh, because it's a part of who I am. And so I really started, you asked the question, when did I start? I really started very young, but I've just grown in my own personal journey. And then obviously having skill sets and training and, and, and degrees and credentials to support that work that I do. But it really is just truly who I am. Yeah, I love that. I love that because we we as leaders, as women who empower others and, and help others, you definitely have to come from a place of you being on that journey yourself. I think a lot of times we get caught up in our business development that we overlook the personal development. Um, and that is something that is so, so important. And I love the fact that you said that, you know, it's, some, it's a part of you, it's what you do. As far as, you know, not just you're a therapist and by profession, but you're also taking the necessary steps in your own life, you know what I mean? To, to really tell others, look, this is a journey that I've been on and this is what worked and this is how I've been able to move. Let me see where I can help you at and pull out your potential. Because a lot of us, um, especially now, you know, we have, I always go back to, I believe it was, um, oh man, I can't think of his name. Not not Les Brown, but the pastor. It'll come back to me. But his his thing was, you know, there's a lot of potential in the graveyard, right? People uh, die. Yes, Miles Monroe. I couldn't think of his name. Thank you. <laughs> die. You know, there's so much potential in the graveyard. That's yes. like the wealthiest place on earth because people die with their ideas and their and their gifts just yes. format, just, you know, just in there, but they don't do anything with it and tap into it. So when you decided, okay, I want to go into this field of being a, a therapist, what was the driving force behind that for you? I was intrigued on learning why people did what they did. Like I knew it was a reason. I didn't know what that reason was. And this is again, me as a, a young person, a teenager, and I was like, there's a reason why they're that way. Let me figure that out. And so I was so intrigued with learning about the mind and understanding the behaviors behind what we do and why that it just was something I discovered. Um, and the more I did it, the more I knew this was what I was really born to do and how impactful it could be in the lives of so many people. And that's exactly what happens, that transformation that we get to see in them each and every day so that's that's where it started for me yes that's one thing that that kind of I get excited when I see people grow like the journey no matter how big or small but I get excited when I see like oh man they are definitely not the same person they were you know six months ago three months ago a year ago um that excites me I I, I can definitely understand and relate and trying to understand you know why are people wired the way that they are or why am I wired the way that I am and yes. when I say you know releasing the queen of you is a journey I always say it's a journey because it doesn't stop like you will always be on a road to discover yourself and, and as you're growing as you're maturing I don't I feel like you know the the journey never stops <laughs> I feel like there is no stopping to the journey and we have to just know to continue to keep going um no matter how you know rough or difficult it may be now I can only imagine that you you've had to overcome so many different things and so many different challenges along the way so what were some things that you know, look like roadblocks to you as you've been on your journey and how are you able to 
jump over them. This is where you can get real raw and tell us all. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to do that. No, listen, because that's where the truth lies, right? Yes. Like, the journey. So let me share that because from second grade to sixth grade, I was teased. I was mm. teased by different kids for different reasons. So I grew in understanding as I matured that they were immature and insecure children. They didn't know the impact that they had on my life. Right. But what I'm aware of, Natalie, is the thought process that I adopted as a result of that. So I struggled through thinking I wasn't good enough, smart enough, talented enough, pretty enough, any of the not enough. Now, here's the thing. On the outside, I didn't look like that. I didn't look like that because I excelled. I graduated number 11 in my class. I was homecoming queen. I was prom queen. I was best all around senior class superbs. I actually excelled. I go on to get my master's. I go on to graduate with honors on that level. But here's the thing. I didn't still realize that that never good enough talk was still somewhere back there. And so I have had and continue to do that work around creating a mindset that is built for my success. And that really is about me understanding all of my own limiting beliefs, helping me to really see how what I call never good enough, good enough mm. when, she when she shows up in my life, when she shows up in my business, and how I can, what I call, reparent her. And I assign her another job that she doesn't have to protect me from all the things that I went through, that I can actually use her to help me to propel forward in the things that I want. So that's my true story like the real truth of it all yeah and it's a lot um i think we don't realize the impact especially with younger people and you know i have a son who's 12 and i i mentor young girls i don't think people realize the impact that those childhood experiences have on you as you're becoming an adult like i think sometimes we just we don't realize how major it is as far as what, what you've gone through as a child and how it can affect your life moving forward. And I love the fact that though that happened to you, you took that negative thing and turned it into a positive thing because now those same people, you know, that have those issues of bullying and feel like they have to do that to others. You're more in a different place where it's like, I'm going to, I'm trying to figure out why you think like that, where that came from. <laughs> like, like, why did you, why do you think that's okay? Um, and that's awesome that you, you've been able to do that. And as far as going through that, you know, that's something real and it happens. And, and unfortunately there are young children who are, you know, feel suicidal, feel like they don't want to be here anymore just because of that. So that, was that something that you, you ever had to deal with or even in your profession of what you do, have you, have you come across that a lot? So fortunately I did not get to the point where I wanted to harm myself. I just would second guess myself. And again, it never showed up on the outside. So it was this, this idea on the inside that I was falling apart and questioning myself when on the outside, no one else knew that. And mm. so how that helps me now is I'm able to identify that in other women that I see, like she presents, right? That things are well on the outside, but on the inside is where she's having the trouble. Cause I so relate to that. Ooh. I also want to mention of something you said, because what we don't realize is the programming that we are living on in our adult lives mm -hmm. started seven and under yes so the way we see the world the way we interact with other people how we make decisions 
we are operating on a programming that's about seven years old. Yeah. And so that's another reason why I love what we get to do because I get to help you to recreate the programming. And it can be on the woman that you want to be now, not the seven-year-old little, the little girl. Um, so, but in the work that I do, I, I don't see a lot of individuals who have either tendencies for suicide, but I do see some. Um, and they've either attempted or have had really strong thoughts about it. So obviously the experiences of our lives shape us into who we are. Yeah. And what I love to teach is that you get the ability to choose how you want those things to impact your life. Right? Mm-hmm. And so we, we, ch- we choose that path and that's not always easy, but with the support of others, we all can do it. Yes, we can. And I'm a witness to it because I was, I, I've had those thoughts before of maybe I should just disappear or maybe I should take this whole, whole bill, pill bottle. Maybe I should just do that. Maybe I should just go to sleep. So I actually used to battle with that. Um, those thoughts did come to mind. And a lot of times, you know, when you're dealing with, um, you know, cause I, I, I'm, I believe firmly in God and his, and his healing power, but growing up sometimes, the church kind of puts a bad thought process when it comes down to therapy or, you know, dealing with those inner issues that you have. Cause we look good on the outside, but like you said, on the inside, it is, it, it could be one, a completely different thing. Right. So how, how can those who may be listening and maybe they feel that way, but they may feel a little apprehensive or a little scared to, to really go get the help that they that they really really need what what will be some tips and ways that you can help them kind of shift their mindset to understand that how important that could be first would offer to them that it's totally understandable that you are somewhat hesitant or resistant to get support that you might need especially when it's not the culture, it's not the norm, right? And I think the church, you mentioned the church, I think the church has grown a lot in that. There's this big movement on God and therapy that has probably happened over the last probably seven years. But for that individual who finds themselves in this place, I also would offer that what we tend to do is we judge ourselves. Mm. And we beat ourselves up to say, you know, why am I thinking this way? Something's wrong with me. I'm the only person that's going through that. And really just allowing yourself permission to just experience these emotions that are normal. Um, You don't have to act on them. And that's another thing. I think sometimes we think we have the emotion, so we got to do something with it. Mm. There are times when you have emotions. Sometimes I have emotions when I'm driving that I want to just, you know, knock the person off that just cut me off. Yes. But I don't have to act on it, right? I don't have to do anything with it. I just experience it. And the the Uh, last thing that I would offer for that individual is to find a community that will be supportive of you. Sometimes that might not be your natural family. That may not be your immediate community supports. Maybe it's something outside of that area. But if you can find at least one other person that supports you and, and can offer some resources or help, it helps you. The, the, the other thing is to not do it by yourself. Listen, if you are at that point, this is not something you can manage by yourself. And that takes nothing away from who you are. That just means you need support and help. So there are people out there that can support you. And I know of, I know of some because I'm one of them. So yeah definitely and i love the fact that you said just because you feel it doesn't mean you have to do something with it um 
that's awesome. That 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 right there is awesome because we are I always say you don't have control. You may not have control over what what actually happened to you or what's happening to you, but you do have control in how you respond. Your response is everything. And I always say, you know, you gotta you don't have to respond to everything like you know if you're mad okay you're mad but you don't have to you know you don't have to say anything because I, I feel like a lot of times in those predicaments when we are kind of battle, battling with ourselves and our emotions and trying to sort through our emotions that a lot of times and I see this with the women that I work with they kind of get stuck in the emotion so they're either if they're mad they're just going to be mad and they and, and they're going to take everything that comes with being mad, you know, the bitterness, the rage, the anger, or if they're sad, they're going to be sad and they're going to sit in it. And they're, they're not, like you said earlier, they're not, I don't want to say they're not willing to make the choice, but they're not even aware that, that it is it's a choice that you can choose to feel differently, or you could choose to, yes, you experienced that and it made you feel that way, but how are we going to move forward? How are we going to, you know, keep moving past this incident so you don't, you're not stuck in something that happened to you? Um, which for me, that took me a long time to get over personally some of the things that I share that I went through. I, I was kind of doing exactly what you were saying. I was choosing to react and choosing to respond and choosing to I gotta feel it and I'm gonna be mad you know going and it was it literally drove myself crazy <laughs> it did um but at the same time a lot of people one of the other things you said is don't do it by yourself because I feel like so many women are suffering in silence beautiful mm-hmm. women beautiful on the outside but on the inside there's just it's something it's 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 not coming all together. You know, there's, there's have situations that they deal with and it's a lot, especially right now, since we're dealing with this, um, coronavirus situation, a lot of people's feelings and emotions are weighing heavy on their chest, you know, weighing heavy on their mind. So how does one get to the point of, you know, feeling, sitting the emotion, feeling the emotion, but being able to make that choice of I'm going to choose for this to be different. I'm not, I'm going to choose for this not to affect me in that way. So what are some ways that we can kind of make a better choice for ourselves so that we can be um, in the right mind, in the right spirit as we move forward? Great question. I, I think that I often share, we, we're never given a, a course on how to manage your emotions. Like nobody yes. goes through that course in life, right? <laughs> so ultimately we do what we saw. Um, and so the first thing I, I would, would encourage them with is to say, to understand what emotions are. Like yes. Emotions are just energy in motion. It is something that is just to be moved through us, which is why we should experience them. But the challenge is often we don't experience them. We try to throw them away. We try to hold on to them. We try to suppress them. We try to deny mm-hmm. them. We do a lot of other things with them, which causes some of the disruptions. But once you can do that and this understanding that and then finding an appropriate way to get it out, um, they are meant to be experienced or they're meant to be out. Finding an appropriate way to do that, a healthy way to do that is kind of the next step. Um, And that comes with trial and error. You ask what's the right way. I often don't go with right or wrong because right Mm -hmm. can be subjective. But I ask, you know, what's the best way? And the best way always evaluate it for that moment right so it might be the best way that I did it today but tomorrow that might not be the best way yeah best for a moment and if you can do that then you'll just kind of play with what you can do in that moment 
you won't always get it right. So let go of the idea that you have <laughs> to get it right because that is pushing you, that puts you in a place of judgment. Yes. In the judgments about it, you'll learn how to just experience them. Um, and the beautiful thing about emotions is they change. Mm, they're they're yes. going to move. They're fluid. If you allow them to, they will just go like waves in the ocean. They'll come and they'll go. They'll come and they'll go. So with what you off, what you asked me, I, I gave some practical things that I think are, are going to be helpful. Yes. And that was helpful <laughs> to me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so true. You, you have to, whatever the moment is, it's like you said, it's a moment. And the good thing about emotions, they do change. You know, I had a moment yesterday where I was like, okay, I'm not, I could deal with this because I'm angry or I can let it sit here and process it and see if there's a different way that I can deal with this instead of reacting and responding and just triggered and just go off like, like sometimes we do. <laughs> so that is, that is amazing that you said that because it is a process and it is something that you have to work on to become better. It's something that you have to, um, you got to know that it's something that you can do and not judge yourself. I love that you, the fact that you said that, because sometimes, you know, we get angry and we can go from zero to a hundred real quick. And then afterwards, you start to feel like, oh, why did I do that? And then you start to feel bad. And then you start to condemn yourself. And then that's a whole new another process, right? It's like an open door. So yes. how, as far as what you do and how you help women um, and pull out their, their potential, because that's the other thing. I, I feel like a lot of women are walking around feeling like, okay, I don't have a purpose, maybe because they don't have a stage or maybe because they don't have, you know, they look, they're comparing themselves. So when you say, you know, I have a gift to look at someone's potential, um, what's the pro what does that process look like? And how do you get them to believe their potential for themselves? Oh, I love that question because <laughs> I think it really starts with two things, knowing who you are and whose you are. Yes. Purpose is really defined with that. So helping women to just discover who they are. And I love teaching about discovering who you are at your core, right? I'm not mm. talking about what you do. I'm not talking about what you have. And I'm not yes. talking about what you accomplish. And that's oftentimes how we define ourselves. What I do, what I have, and what I accomplish. The challenging part with that is those things can change. Yes. And if I can teach you about who you are at your core, now you're looking at something that will never change, that will never change. It is who you are. And so with that, you look at your values, you look at your skill set, you look at your talents, you look at your spiritual, natural gifts. Like there's some yes. things that just come easy and natural for you. And you'll know what those things are because they're effortless, effortless. They're, I don't have to put a lot of effort in just doing the things that I know I was born to do. Mm. I, have to, I have to grow in that craft to develop it but I don't have to do anything to just be it. It just comes yeah. very natural. And so helping women to do that and helping them to let go of some of the beliefs that are limiting around it. Like, mm -hmm. like sometimes we might say a purpose has to be that I'm on this big platform helping all these people. If I were to tell you guys my purpose, it's going to be real simple. My <laughs> purpose is to help women grow, heal, and change. Yes. It's so simple. Yes. No human change. If you see me doing anything, it's always going to be around those three things. Now I do it in different ways, but at the core, it's grow, heal, and change. And so helping women to also simplify this big purpose that they think they have to have and knowing it could be something just as simple as those three words. Oh, I and love that. that. It takes the pressure off. Like even yes. you that, it just takes the pressure off. 
it really does because you know it's I, I feel like social media has been it could be a blessing but it could also be a curse because mm -hmm. you know you're on there you're scrolling you're seeing people do great things and if you don't have that inner confidence to know what you are purpose to do you're kind of start attaching yourself to other people's purpose like oh I, I think I could do that or I think I could do that and one of the things that you said that stood out to me the most was you know a lot of people when you ask them hey how are you they reply with what they do they reply mm -hmm. well oh I'm good I'm working on or I've been doing this and I'm like I didn't ask you that I asked you how are you like as a person? So I love the fact that you take them on a journey of detaching their work from who they are and what they've been purposed to do. And I love the fact that you, you know, your three things, this is look, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm purposed. And this is what I'm going to do that you stick to that because it is so many, it's so easy, especially for those who are listening and, and maybe you're thinking about starting a business start the business that God gave you, not the one that you, you think you should do. Um, and I say that because a lot of times we get caught up in, well, I, I think I can do that, or I think I can do this, and it just, it, it's, it's not right. And we end up not um, really fully walking in purpose. And I love the fact that you said you help them remove some of the limiting beliefs, because a lot of times what we believe is actually stopping us from being all that we can be. Um, stopping mm -hmm. us from thinking that, yeah, thinking, you know, we have these limits like, oh, I can't do that. Or I'm not, I'm not smart enough for that. I'm not good enough for that. Or I have to have, you know, all these different things in place just to get started. So as far as, you know, someone on their journey and they're thinking like, you know, what helped me and what started me was I, I was a hot mess. I realized, whoo, girl, you got to get it together. You a mess. <laughs> and then I realized that when I had my son, because it was more like, okay, you got a whole human life here but you a mess, get it together. So I, I came to that kind of like aha moment where it's like, I need help. And I love the fact that you said, you know, that you're there, you're available to help women. And there's many other women who do the same type of work. One of the things I love when I, when I looked at your social media, you had posted, I'm an entrepreneur. It's not what I do, it's who I am. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people wear that title like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I do this and I wear many hats. But it's also got to be a part of who you are. And that's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with that personal development and making sure that it's a part of your everyday life. So what are some things that we can do as women, as queens, to make sure that we're keeping our crown on? What are some things that we can do that can help us in our personal development? Or what are some things that you do? Great. No, I, I definitely always am growing. You said something about that earlier, and I would encourage everyone listening to always grow. So pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone is, is growth. Um, reading materials that are going to, to enhance your, your craft or just your personal self. Um, so all of those self-help podcasts that are out there, like really doing that, going to events that are going to push you. Some of the greatest strengths and opportunities come out of us getting out of our comfort zones. And so yes. many people don't know this about me, but I'm very introverted. Not on the shy side, but I love, I recharge by being by myself. Mm, okay. So, but knowing those things about you, I mean, just getting to know you. I had to be reintroduced to myself as a wife and as a mother, because those things shift who you are, right? Yes. You have to, mindful that you don't get lost in the shuffle of that they also pull parts of you that you now have to figure out how to balance you and so mm -hmm. 
only personal, on personal development I will also offer is another strategy is always being in tune with yourself yes. to know when you're in alignment and when you're out of alignment. And sometimes we don't know what that feels like or know what that looks like, but we'll know what it feels like. So yes. feeling discontentment, dissatisfaction, um, not being able to focus, like all of those things are really signs that somehow maybe you're out of alignment. So those are a few things, Natalie, that I think about when I think about how you can stay in tune with yourself, be yes. in tune with your body. Yes. Um, that's another one I think of. Being in tune with your body, listen, we don't oftentimes know how we feel, but we know what's going on in our bodies. Mm-hmm. So tensioning your neck, are you having that, that funny feeling in your stomach? Do you have to like that your heart is just beating faster than normal? Those are signs as well that there's an area that needs some attention and helping you to grow and saying, okay, let me just be in tune with my body. What, what am I feeling at this moment? Um, are all things I would offer anybody who wants to just grow. Because as you talked about people who want to do businesses, your business will only go as far as you are willing to grow as a person. Yes. And I learned that. Like, listen here, Natalie, like, OMG, over the last four years, <laughs> as I stepped into this new world um, in my business, I realized my business will go only as far as I was willing to grow. And those areas where I wasn't willing to grow, my business has suffered. Yeah. So that's the thing that I thought of as, as we're talking about this. Yeah, that, that's funny as you said that, because on Sunday I was speaking um, to in a, virtually to a group of speakers. And one of the things I said was, you know, your, your personality is a gift. You got to use it. But I also was saying, like, you know, your personal development is so important. It, it can you have that has to be first like you have to develop yourself first because your business will not take off it wasn't until I took off the mask and I decided to be fully authentic and fully be me that's when the opportunities started rolling in but until I did that it was almost like it was forced it was weird and then then when I really started being myself it was like oh wow I could be myself and people people like this but it was a limiting belief I had about myself that I had to like put on this whatever you know this this facade that I couldn't be me so it, it took I, I had like an aha moment like I could be me I don't gotta be like them okay I like this I'm gonna stay in this place <laughs> and, I, and I embrace my uniqueness because you know that's something that I struggle with growing up as well like why do I always think different or why do I always feel different I don't like this and even the times that I tried to fit in you know I realized those times I was out of alignment and it's like you what it's just like what you said when you are feeling for those of you listening you know, it could be a job, it could be a relationship, it could be your business, it could be your home. When you are feeling like, uh, I don't know about this, or I'm not sure about this, or I'm not happy with this, you got to dig deeper to see what's going on. And is that something that you're supposed to be in, or a place that you're supposed to be in, or the, the profession that you're supposed to be in? Because we can, we can be graced to do many things, but I believe that we must seek to find the thing that we have been purposed to do because that's where we can shine the most. And I'm glad that you and many other women like myself, we have found that we have been on that journey and we kind of found like, this is where it's at and this is what I'm going to do. And I love the fact that, you know, your website on the, on your vision, it says, you know, your vision is to support women stand courageously in their authentic truth, clearly, fulfill their life purpose and confidentially live emotionally healthy and confident and free. And I love the fact that you say emotionally healthy, because as we were just talking, sometimes we, we can um, be on an emotional roller coaster and never kind of 
take that time to be centered and, and that time to align with ourselves. I feel like when you know, when you know, when you are very aware of yourself, your life can change because you can set the proper boundaries of what you need to do and how you need to do it moving forward. So for those of you listening, I hope you jot down those tips um, on how you can be more aware of yourself because I, be, I truly believe that that's the center of it all, right? That's how we know who and who we are, what we will do, what we won't do. And learning that saying no is okay. <laughs> so was that something that you you ever dealt with where you knew you were kind of out of alignment and you had to try to figure out, okay, how do I get back to the center of it all? I, I definitely would say yes. So I told you guys that I started out in a private practice, which is a different environment. But four years ago, I stepped into the coaching speaking world, which mm-hmm. is a whole nother ball game, right? Yes. <laughs> and I had to find the authentic Natalie. And so yeah. I'm, I'm in, in our heads that can tell us, you know, you're supposed to be this way and people won't like it if you do this or what will people think about you? You'll be judged, all of that stuff. And I had to really find that, yeah, this is the space that I'm supposed to be in. And those individuals who are drawn to me are drawn to these parts of me that I want to keep hidden. Mm. And drawn to you, Natalie. And so as I started to allow myself permission, which is what I'm hoping the listeners are hearing, allow yourself permission to be, because it takes so much more energy to be something else. It, it, it just takes so much it more really energy. And so I had to allow myself to do that and show up as me. So sometimes that means my lives aren't perfect. Sometimes that means that my hair place. Sometimes that means all of these things. But when they see me, here's the thing, because I am my authentic self, it's a magnet that draws them to me. Yes. Know that to be true, then you realize that if you're not doing that, you're repelling the people that you're really trying to attract. So what you say? I do that. That is amazing. I love that. I love that because that's <laughs> I'm same here. Same here because like you said, when you when you first step out, um, for those of you who are listening, maybe you're like, I do want to be a speaker, I do want to be an author, I do want to be a coach. You you do a disservice to yourself and the people that you're called to serve if you're not your authentic self. And right. one of the things that keeps me going and I'm reminded every time I do feel like, okay, I'm out of alignment. This don't feel right. One of the things that keeps me going and it's something that my Bishop said was, you know, when you're, when you're called to do something and you don't do it, and there's people that are waiting on your specific story, your specific, your specific voice, um, and you don't do it, their blood is on your hands. When he said that, and I sat in that. I was like, oh, Lord, I don't want that. <laughs> and it sounds real deep. But then when you think about it, you know, there are people waiting on your specific services and your gift. And if we don't offer our gift to those people, we end up leaving them behind. And, and if we don't offer our gifts to the world, we're kind of leaving ourselves behind. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you made it all about yourself. And that's the thing that kind of snaps you out of that mindset is you realize, wait a minute, Natalie, I'm making this about me. Yeah. It really isn't about me. Like I really have a purpose and this purpose is to serve. And there is someone who is waiting on the answer that I carry. Yeah. So that beyond you, 
right? And, and it allows you to get out of your own way and really show up in the world confident and courageous and really be able to reach those who you are assigned to reach. So beautifully said, Natalie, I so agree. Yeah. And, and, I, and I just feel that we all have the potential to do that. You know, that confidence is, is it is a forever growing thing. <laughs> and you may yes. feel the nervousness. You may feel the, the oh, I don't know sometimes. But when you, have com- when you have confidence, you can operate in your gift in a whole new different way. And people can see it. Like you said, people are drawn to what it is that you have. They can see your confidence. They can see that you've done the inner work. They can see that you've made the changes necessary in your life. So now they really want to know, hey, can you help me so I can so I can glow and be like you? You know, so it's just a matter of being that example. And, and one of the um, other guests said that we have, a, in, I was like, drop the mic when she said it. She said, we have a responsibility to ourselves and to others to show up as our authentic self so that we can make the impact that we've been created to make. And I was like, wow, yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole sermon <laughs> because it's so true. It is so true where we have to get to the point where we're authentic. And, and even going through this journey, you may have moments of uncertainty, moments where you're unsure, where you're not, you know, you may not know what to do next. So how can people stay in contact with you or reach out to you if they need that help with their confidence, with their potential, or even therapy services to get over something that, you know, maybe that's, that's kind of keeping them stuck and holding them back? I would love to, to stay connected and to really support those who feel like this is something that you want or need. I am on social media platforms as Whole Woman EXP. So Whole Woman EXP stands for Whole Woman Experience. Um, and then the website for the, the business is www.awakentopower.com. Um, so those are definitely ways that you can find out more about me, what I do, and just how to stay connected. I would absolutely love to do that. That is awesome. Well, I thank you so much for taking the opportunity to talk with, with us today. For the listeners, you, you make sure you reach out. If you have any questions, reach out as well. And before we end, I just wanted to ask you, what would you, what's your final words or what would you say to someone, to the woman that's listening and she's like, wow, I, I have some inner work to do and, and I want some help. What would you say to that woman and how she can really step out of her comfort zone and really be who God called her to be. What were some, what was some last remarks and how would you help her on that journey? So for that woman who is saying, you know, I realized I didn't want to grow or I want to change or I'm seeing myself and I want to grow into being who I was called or created to be. What I would offer is you're in a good place. Like if yeah. you are aware of that, that is the first step to change, like this awareness. So don't beat yourself up about it. Don't think that you're you know, behind or you have so much more work to do. I really want you to shift into it's just accepting that I am in a good spot because here's the truth. You don't change something unless you are either forced to change it or that you make a choice to change it. And usually that comes through yeah. you realizing I need to change. So allow yourself in this maybe discomfort or this frustration that you might be experiencing to use that as an opportunity to move in another direction. And then set a goal. This is a very practical thing. Set a goal about what you are willing to commit to right now. Maybe that is to have some type of support with friends or maybe it is to look into someone who can help on a professional level. Whatever that is, establish that goal and then be committed to doing that. 
with those two steps that I just gave you, you are already moving and you are already in a different place than you were at the beginning of this podcast. So I'm just excited about what's coming through you and what's coming to you next. And just look forward to all the things that are going to happen in your life as a result of you making those changes today. Yes, that is so awesome. I love how you said set a goal. You know, don't try to figure everything out, but just do take it, take it day by day, take it, take it moment by moment and to just really uh, make that choice. It's a choice. So I, I pray and I hope that the women listening that today you make a choice that you know what, I'm going to choose better. I'm going to choose to move forward. And you can reach out to Natalie to get some assistance on that journey because we all need some help. And I love the fact that you mentioned, you know, being surrounded by people who who love you, people who want to see your potential grow and want to see you do great. Um, because that's what it's all about. That's part of, that's really the reason why I created this podcast is because I want it to really um, have authentic and real raw conversations with women to share their stories so that other people can be not only just inspired, but motivated to move and to make a difference in their own life. So thank you so much, Natalie, for joining us today. I um, appreciate your time. I'll make sure I put your information in the in the comments on below so that people can just click on your website and be in direct contact with you. And I'm just so excited to see your growth and continue to see your, your business flourish. And as we just continue to help women be great and reclaim their crown and pick up their crown and just be everything that God called them to be. So for those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another special guest. And thank you for tuning in to the Just Queen and podcast. And as always, always, always wear your crown. <laughs>